0: Have you heard of the Campus Ministry Summit? It's a weekend for ministry partners and most crew ministries host something like it annually. I became aware of it and began inviting ministry partners when I served for four years on the national development team for campus. This year, for the first time, one of our partners decided to attend. So we joined them for an inspiring, encouraging weekend in Dana Point, California. While there, I interviewed several staff and a couple ministry partners, because I want you to hear about this opportunity. Enjoy the show. Bob Francis, the Campus Executive Director of Development. So we're here at the Campus Ministry Summit. Bob, can you tell us what exactly is the Campus Ministry Summit?
1: Yes, I... I can. Uh, The Campus Ministry Summit is a special event we do for uh, partners of the campus ministry, people who have given significantly to crew. Uh, Sometimes uh, it's to ministries, sometimes it's to staff, sometimes it's both. But it's really an event for them in part to say thanks for the part that they play in helping us do what we do. But it's also a time to help them see what their investment has accomplished. In the United States and all around the world as we reach students and faculty. And and then it's also an opportunity for us to um, share our expansion plan of what we're trusting God for in the next three years uh, as we take the gospel into new places and current places where we are. And we give them a chance um, to invest in the plan financially and to participate by way of joining us, rolling up, rolling up their sleeves and um, getting involved in ministry directly.
0: Now we're gonna to get to that expansion plan in a minute because we want all staff to be able to see this compelling vision for the growing the campus ministry. But first I wanna ask you, I know this event has grown and you've been doing it for quite a few years now. So tell us about that. How has it grown? How have you seen the, the, who's actually attending the event change?
1: Okay. Yeah, well, it has grown. God has been really, he's really blessed us. We, uh, in 2015, fall of 2015, the development team, uh, which you were a part of at that time, Sam. I was. uh, Stood up and said, we want to trust God to have a successful summit. We really hadn't had one yet. So we uh, targeted April of 2016 for the event, did it in Texas and San Antonio, and uh, saw uh, an, a really good turnout. I think we had about 40, uh, 40 couples slash singles at that event. The next,
0: non-staff, 40 non-staff.
1: Those, yeah, those would have been partners um, of the ministry, investors mm-hmm. or potential investors of, mm-hmm. uh, to our ministry. The next year it grew to, oh, I think maybe 65 to 70, and this year it's gone over 100, 108 are here and so we've seen it grow every year, which has been really encouraging. The response has been really positive in a lot of ways. People express how much they enjoy the time. Mm-hmm. They have given generously. And, um, and this year we have about 30 staff here uh, who have brought partners. And so that's one of the reasons why it's really grown. And when I say staff, I mean people that aren't in development mm-hmm. for their role on staff. They're just... In the field, or they're working in a strategic role in an office and have brought their partners uh, there that they feel like would enjoy an event like this.
0: Like us, like Darren and I. Yes. We've never been to this event before. We've been inviting ministry partners, I think, for four or five years. And this year, the summit is on the West Coast where we are and where a lot of our partners are. So this year, we had one of our partners want to come, and they're having a great time. They love it. So that kind of is a good segue into my next question. Who should, can and should be coming to this campus ministry summit?
1: Yeah. Good question, Sam. Well, <clears throat> here's a good way to look at it is that when we unpack our expansion plan, uh, we just did that this morning with our group. It's a three-year, $51 million plan. And, um, and so this first year, we're trusting the Lord for $16 million. And... Um, so the main criteria is you would want to invite someone to this event that's comfortable uh, being asked to invest in a financial objective that, that that's that large. So we wouldn't want anyone to be in the room that feels uncomfortable, like, how did I get invited? I don't belong here. We wouldn't want them to have that experience. There isn't any pressure to invest, but we just wouldn't want to put anyone in that position. And so... Um, the way we think about it is, imagine someone who would be comfortable writing a $5,000 check just as a starting point. And people sometimes give that much, much more. And of course, some don't give at all. It's, it's not required they do. It's a total choice between them and the Lord. But that's just a way that we encourage staff to think about, about who to invite. I think most uh, most of us on staff, as we have relationships and do uh, our own personal support raising, raising know the uh, people that have the kind of capacity that would be comfortable in this kind of an environment. So,
0: Well, and isn't it true that some of our ministry partners, if they're giving over a certain threshold to us individually or to crew ministries, they're already getting an invitation to this event.
1: Right. We send them a save the date card in late fall, uh, and we send them an invitation, and uh, we let them know that this event is intended to bless them, and we also let them know that it's time when we unpack our plan, and Mm -hmm. there's an ask. So we're very upfront about that, because we have Mm -hmm. to be. And um, I'm sitting next to a couple this morning that came, and I said, who invited you? And they said, well, we just got an invitation in the mail. Oh, wow. So they're here and they're loving it.
0: Wow, that's so encouraging. I'm here with Tony Wee and he, Tony, can you tell us what is your role with CREW?
2: (laughs) Hi, well, uh, I serve as the National Director for Strategic Partnering for Ethnic Focused Communities, but that also includes doing fund development for EPIC as well as Strategic Partnering for EPIC.
0: And Tony, what... Is your role here this weekend at the Campus Ministry Summit?
2: Well, I serve very much as a, a national rep for several of our... our strategic partners who live on the West Coast, as well as the partners that are dedicated to some of our contextualized ministries, such as Epic. And so we've brought a lot of our friends, family members, uh, major major partners uh, who love uh, giving to our ministry and just casting a bigger vision and a bigger understanding of what they could be a part of through the Ministry of Crew at the summit.
0: Now I know one of the ministry partners that you brought is your dad. And earlier today, Margaret, you was telling me a really compelling story about your dad. And I think it was about the summit last year with your dad. Can you tell us more about that story?
2: Sure. You know, there's a little bit of background that needs to be shared about in that my dad, you know, and my mom are both actually non-Christians at that time. And... My dad was always a very philanthropic person. He was very giving. He would actually find even very Christian things to support and would want to support those things, persecution of some churches overseas. He just had a huge heart overall. He, he, he started his own senior citizens club. Uh, he, started, he sees needs around him, and he wants to give to those things. Uh, when I joined staff, he definitely wanted to give to me, but not so much out of a philanthropic heart. He gave because he didn't want me to beg for money. And so I had to really reconcile that, and I actually refused his giving because I wanted to show him that God was going to supply for my needs as a missionary. Well, over the course of the past 15 so years, he's been a part of... Various events where I've had to share about what our ministry does, how it ministers to Asian Americans. We talk about Asian American identity, understanding Asian American mental health, and how Jesus really does intersect all these avenues. And over time, he just started to say, You know, you're a 501c3 that I could get behind. And so he started giving significant amounts to Epic as a whole. And then naturally, the fund development people see his name on the radar and they ask him, Should we invite him to the summit? And I said, You know, he's not a Christian. And then of course, naturally they're asking, why is he giving so much? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> so as time went on, my, my role changed and I took on this fund development role as, as well as the partnering role. And I thought to myself, why not try to invite my parents to the campus ministry summit, you never know. And, and I had been praying for my dad throughout the course of the generations. And uh, I'll tell you something, I've learned how that, that even rote prayers mean something to the Lord. My, my young son is seven now, and when he was younger, I tried to teach him how to pray, and I thought to myself, okay, I want to pray with him daily. What do I pray for? And I said, let's pray for Ama Ankong. because oh, we know they're not Christians. And I feel like I've, I'd given up on prayer for several years, and I said, well, I want to teach my kids to pray. And over the course of teaching them to pray, I would say, let's pray for Ama Ankong every night, and they did. And whenever they saw my their grandparents, they would say, can we tell them about Jesus? And so here I am learning about prayer, even for my son. And as I'm learning about prayer again, it changed my heart. I think I'd always had this very adversarial prayer that, Dad, your giving is good, but you're a sinner and you need Jesus. That's the approach I would always take. But as I was praying with Joel, I think my heart started to change to recognize that, you know what, God, I think your Holy Spirit's been actually pursuing my dad through giving. That his philanthropic heart came from you. It was never adversarial. It was actually you pursuing my dad over the course of these generations and years. So when we came to the summit last year, I had a conversation with him at the very beginning and he says, "You know, you know, I've been having dreams." And I said, "You've been doing what?" "What?" "Yeah, dreams about there might be something bigger and I'm open." And I said, "Okay." Well, I hope you are open and he got to meet he got to meet several people here at the summit that give significant amounts to a dedicated surrender to the Lord. I think that's something he's always been wrestling with, with Christians that he's grown up with, are seeing that they didn't literally put their money where their mouth is. And that was something that he always had criticisms of for Christians. And so he started to see people that were really dedicated to that, that they were willing to sacrifice, even at their level, to be able to give in that amount. So two days after the summit, he writes me an email and the title heading was just simply, I want to give this Christian thing a try. And I honestly had no idea how to respond. My brother and I were both flabbergasted by this. And I think we prayed and asked, one of us has to call him, and they elected me to do this. So I have a conversation with him. I share with him the, the sinner's prayer out of our Knowing God Personally booklet. And initially he says, I don't know if I can pray this. And I said, well, let's talk about this. And one of his contentions was, You know, what does it mean to... Why do I need a relationship with God if I turned out okay? You know, and I asked him, you know, I think the Lord was bringing to mind some things about myself. And I said, Dad, did you think I turned out okay? He said, yeah. And there was a sigh of relief, of course. But I said to him, you know, Dad, you know, what if we never talked for the past 38 years? What if we never had any arguments? What if we never spoke of all the good things that happened in our lives? What if you never met my kids? But you knew I turned out okay. Think about the loss that it would be for you and for me if we didn't have a relationship because that's how it feels with Jesus that he's been pursuing you through your feelings of love and giving and your ability to want to love other people and he's been saying, I want you to be with me. And that's how it feels. And so at that point, I think my dad said, okay, I think I can pray this prayer. And It just shows a testament of, I think, how God honors all sorts of giving in his plan. And it's almost impossible to predict how that giving manifests itself in the souls of others. And so I think that's why the summit is significant for me. On multiple levels, beyond just supplying for our ministry in miraculous ways, it changes lives. And it can really motivate our partners to have their lives changed for the better
0: such a compelling story. I just love it. Tony, what would you say to staff who are listening who maybe they haven't been to a summit before, whether it's the campus summit or the ministry that they work for, but we all have those people in our lives and on our radar who we either know that they have a great capacity to give or they just have a great heart for giving or we just, God's tapping us on the shoulder, the Holy Spirit saying, this person is someone you should invite to this event. But how would you encourage us to take that step of faith, step Mm -hmm. out, take that risk and invite that person?
2: Yeah. Well, I think I've embraced uh, a both and theology. I think that oftentimes I've suffered from an either or mentality that if they don't give if they come to the summit they're not going to give to me personally or if they if they come if they come to the summit they're not going to come to my vision dinner and i'm not going to lie that does happen occasionally but by and large when we're able to present multiple avenues of where god can use them they actually step up to the plate many of our partners will step up to the plate be dedicated to jesus and give tenfold, give more than what they were even thinking. Because what the summit provides is a greater vision of how we fit in the overall plan of God's kingdom within crew. So they'll be able to hear about the greater picture of what they can be involved in. You know, It's being able to see where we fit as a part of the greater whole that always compels our vision, that always compels us to do ministry in an inspiration way, that we get to do what we do, instead of always just seeing kind of the day-to-day, you know, it it can be difficult. When we come to these big views of what God is and when we as staff can see our partners just be enamored with that, I think that can even help us recognize that our God is a God of abundance and wants to see this mission fulfilled. So, you know, I would say bring someone to the summit because I think you'll get to see God's power move on their life in that way.
0: Tony Wee, thanks for your time. I'm here with my friend Kelly Kimberlin. She is, are you a major donor representative for the campus ministry? Major donor rep, campus ministry out of Atlanta, Georgia. Now, I just came out of a session here at the Campus Ministry Summit where Kelly was on stage with four ministry partners who have been engaged with all kinds of different events with her. And she's really passionate about engaging ministry partners with students and with all the different things that the campus ministry does. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes, okay,
3: so working with partners is really just like working with students and helping them take the next step in their faith and getting involved with us. So whether it's speaking at winter conference or whether it's going on a trip, I'm always wanting them to come and do more than just give their money. Um, one of my favorite things is uh, just having them see where their money's being spent, but then also be able to use their skill set and their experiences to be able to you know, speak to students about it and how their faith um, is, is involved in their business and it's so that it's not just somebody in ministry pointing uh, students to the Lord, but, but really people who are the students want to be successful in business and hearing them talk about their faith. I love it. It's so fun. We laugh our heads off. It really is just like, like back when I was on campus. So it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I do love to ask for a lot of money. That's fun.
0: <laughs> that helps. Getting the money to the field. Love it. What is some feedback that you've received from ministry partners who have gotten more involved, not just with giving, mm-hmm. but with their time? Yes. So, like, we just had a couple on the stage, and
3: what they all say is getting involved with crew um, in their 40s, honestly, has been what God has used to change their life. Like, it started with supporting one couple and now they would say their whole life has been changed. Um, The money was a piece of it because they learned to start giving sacrificially, but then um, because they've come and and they've done things with us. I mean, they've signed the same pledge that we have students sign about go anywhere, um, do anything, say anything, um, and they've signed it. And so they've really taken that to heart. So that's some of the feedback. One one lady who came with us to East Asia, who's grown up in the church and is actually a Bible teacher, said that coming, getting involved with us, has actually helped her learn how to share her faith. She didn't know how to do it succinctly, and and that has helped her. So it's just it's fun to watch people grow, no matter what age they are, and it's fun when you get to see your peers um, grow in their faith, but also their partnership is helping the field um, you know, expand because of their generosity. Mm-hmm.
0: So awesome. So Kelly, what is one thing that I can do and that other people listening can do just as a first step mm-hmm. towards mm-hmm. engaging our partners or even thinking about how to engage our partners more with the campus ministry? Yes. I mean, honestly, what I would probably do
3: is, is look at, you know, for most people, there's 20% of their um, support team give 80% of the support. So I'd probably take maybe the top five and maybe the ones you really like and ask if they're close by, ask them if they'd like to come and do something with you on campus, whether it's to come to a weekly meeting or whether it's to come to a winter conference or to come to staff training, but just ask them to come do something with you or that every campus, the everycampus.com, do they want to go with you to walk around a campus and pray? That would be a great thing to do. In fact, I had a couple of people come to me here and say, can we go walk around the campus and pray? Uh, so I, that would be a great step, but take the ones
0: you like, it's fun. Mm-hmm. And if they're the right partner, we can even invite them to the next Campus Ministry Summit, which is in San Diego next
4: yes, April.
0: April. 17th through
3: the 19th, 2020. So invite them to come to San Diego at the Dell.
0: I'm here with Walter and Christina Fleming, ministry partners with Crew, and I just saw them um, as part of a panel on stage here at the campus ministry summit and they were sharing such compelling vision for how they've gotten involved, not just with their finances, but with their whole life. And so I asked them, I caught up with them, I wanted them to just share a little bit more about how they have gotten more involved with Crew.
4: Um we started out uh, involved with crew through partner support for people that were on staff and as we over the years learned more about what crew was doing, we were invited to participate in ways beyond just financial giving which has been great um, I training. think the first event that we did was we went to the staff training out in Colorado and met with new leaders on campuses to help them um, work on their fundraising presentations Mm -hmm. just to give them some feedback and maybe some pointers on putting that together. And that was really great because that lines up with what Walter and I do just every day in our jobs as um, marketers. Perfect. So that was fun and we've also done some things where we host tables at an E2 forum um, and Tell
0: just what's an
4: E2 Forum. An E2 Forum is where they have an entrepreneurial um, leader come in or someone who owns a business or is you know, further along in their career, and they come in and talk to the students about what they've learned in business, how their faith has impacted their work. Um, it's really encouraging to the students. They invite student leaders from across the campus to come in. And so Walter and I will each sit at a table and talk to the students at our table, get to know them a little bit, offer them some encouragement you know, in their future careers. And yeah. we always learn a lot from the speaker, too, frankly, so it's really good for us. What are some other things that we've done, Walter?
5: One of the um, special things that we were involved with was the winter conference in Atlanta um, a year ago now. And um, Kelly invited us to come speak about our experience with finances when we first got involved with crew um, to be candid we were a mess financially and um we really didn't know how um god would even make a way for us to be more and more involved with crew Uh, but it really uh, was the catalyst for us to get our financial act together and start budgeting which was hard the b word the b word and um it's just been such an amazing journey starting with that to um to grow more and more um, with our faith and how th- our relationship with money uh, really impacts our uh, relationship with God. And so we were able to host a, a talk at the Winter Conference and engage with some students about some of the mistakes that we made over the years and encourage them to not make those mistakes and if they have already made them, how we got out of them and um, and were able to, to partner with 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 crew more and more and then um most recently you know we joke that whenever we see kelly kimberlin coming towards us um with that look in our eye we know that we should pack our bags and get our travel febreze topped off and uh and get ready because she's got an adventure so last year at this summit she approached us um at dinner one night and she and before she even opened her mouth i said you're about to ask us to go to east asia aren't you and she said, no, um, I'm not, but if you wanna go, here's the guy that you should should talk to. And the guy next to her was, was Ross Shearer. So um, six months later, we were sitting um, in the middle of East Asia, sharing our uh, personal stories about business and um, life with college students and, and helping them uh, understand about about uh, life in america and business in america and and just making connections with um and it was a
4: life-changing event for us just to get an even bigger picture of how big god is it was just kind of mind-blowing for us to go over there and see the scale of that country and all the people there and all the need there is to reach you know people around the world and how important the great commission is and it, it was just, it was encouraging to see God at work and just humbling and amazing that we had been invited and were able to go. And we would just encourage others, you know, maybe you don't start out with a big trip, <laughs> but you know, you can start out with some smaller things locally and um, and start getting involved and it's just very rewarding. And like I said, the the ministry is, is now ministering to me. You know, um, I always feel like I get more out of our involvement than I give. And um, I'm just really grateful for that.
0: Is there someone you think would be perfect for an event like this? Email me at samantha.holland at crew.org and I'll put you in touch with someone from the development team. For more opportunities like this and to stay informed about development in general, join the Campus Ministry Development Group on Workplace or contact a development leader in your ministry.